Welcome, welcome, welcome. I am Dr. Samaria M. Colbert. I am the founder of Kingdom Creative Counseling. That is a mental health organization located in downtown Greensboro, North Carolina. I am also a licensed therapist with 16 plus years of experience. I'm an author of close to 60 books and I'm an entrepreneur. I give you faith-based principles to bring about lasting change. Uh, it's gonna be another good one. It is called, today's uh, topic is called Don't Shoot the Messenger. It's gonna be an interesting subtitle. I promise you, uh, it's not gonna be what you think. But make sure you like, comment, and subscribe. We have some really great ones coming up. The next one I'm going to talk to you about after this one, it's called Delivered to Destiny. Um, and that simply means this, is that how, how encouraged would you be if you understood that everything that you have gone through up until this time, up until this time has, has been God preparing you for what he has next for you. All right. So that's the preparation, but that's, that's not this one today. Just hang tight. Get a little, get a little bit, get a little bit, just to make sure, just to wet your whistle, so to speak, to get you open. All right. Uh, and then the next one after that, we're going to talk about uh, some other things, uh, maybe a kingdom mindset. I'm not quite sure uh, quite yet, but we're going to keep going and flowing and going. All right. So that's what talk. Don't shoot the messenger. Hmm. Hmm. Things that make you say, hmm. What do you mean, Dr. Samaria? Well, hang tight with me. Like I said, hang with what you think is a little bit clickbaity. Okay, a little clickbait. <laughs> well, we're going to be, it's going to be good. So let's start by taking some simple terms. Let's talk about this. What is a messenger? What is a messenger? For the context by which we are talking about today, the messenger is simple. It is someone assigned, okay, assigned and sent by God to carry out his will, his will. Now, remember, I'm going to give you my subtitle in a minute. I'm going to carry out whose will? His will. Uh, and so it is someone who is sent or someone who sins. These are people who you, uh, you develop and you train people and then you send them forth uh, to do the work of the father. And so someone who sends is the messenger. However, we said we didn't talk about the messenger, right, alone. The title was Don't Shoot the Messenger. Don't shoot the messenger. Hmm. Things that make you say, hmm. <laughs> Uh, who is the shooter then? So we got the messenger, but who's the shooter? The shooter is Satan. The shooter is Satan and his and his strategies. The Bible says that we are not ignorant of Satan's devices. So the shooter is someone assigned or sent by the enemy as a strategy in an attempt to distract you or stop the purpose that God has sent you. Uh-oh. Now I'm going to get to my title here, my subtitle here. So the title is Don't Shoot the Messenger. But this is what the real topic is. <laughs> that is 10 distractions that prevent your authority, delay your promise, and take you off course. It's about distractions. Now, my pastor in Maryland, many years ago, he said this. He said, when God wants to elevate your life and take you to the next level, uh-huh. He said, he's going to send you somebody. He's going to favor you through people. And that's, that's a good thing. 
But then he said this, and I thought it was very profound, and it, 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 it bears uh, to the context by which we are speaking today. He said, but when the enemy wants to distract your life and take you off course, he will send you somebody. So the D word that I'm going to talk about probably the rest of the year is discernment. Okay. So, so we have to, we don't talk about distractions here. And remember y'all, just in case someone wants to know, why is she always talking about problems, emotional problems, spiritual warfare problems, uh, distraction problems, you know, insecurities and problems. Remember now, I'm a therapist. <laughs> okay. So, and I've said before, people do not come to therapy to, uh, to, they come, they come to therapy for problems. We are problem solvers. That's why if you look at this context by which I talk about, on my YouTube channels and my Instagrams, I'm always talking about uh, problems first and then solutions. Now, this what we talk about today. What you what you see me um, on uh, on social media doing is not therapy. Okay, as a disclaimer, it's not therapy. It is an encouragement for you to go to therapy. Hopefully, you go to a faith based therapy that therapist that has the same values that you have. Um, but this is not therapy. But the reason why. I talk a lot about problems, not because I'm just like a negative nilly person. It's because I really am a therapist and I help people to solve problems that are the uh, of, of this type. Okay. So we're going to talk about 10 distractions again. So the subtitle is for context is 10 distractions that prevent that pervert your authority because your, your, your authority can be perverted. I did a teach you on that. Delay your promise. Uh-huh. And take you off course. Say so no more distractions. All right. So we're going to start by looking at the biblical patterns before God sends you. Remember, this is a biblical pattern. This is a biblical principle. Before God sends you anywhere, he first prepares you. Okay. So before God bursts you out into that business, before God blesses you with uh, that relationship that is, that is ordained by him, before God takes you to another level in your finances, he first starts by preparing you for what he has for you. Okay. Or what he wants you to accomplish. Now I've said, heard it said in, in churches many times, well, God going to give you what you hear. Has not prepared you for, we shout blah, 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 and God, and we just go, oh, he going to give me what, and, and um, that's all cute. Um, but it's not Bible. I, I don't, I don't, that ain't Bible. Um, God always prepares you. And, and from Genesis, Genesis to, to Revelation, he always uh, prepares you. If you really look at, um, anyone in the Bible, any pillar, even Mary, believe it or not, she received the word from the angel first. You understand? And so if you look at any great pillars, anyone who did anything great for, for the, for the kingdom of God, there was a preparation process that happened before God was to birth them uh, into that thing. He prepares your emotions. He prepares your mind. He prepares your spirit. He just got a preparation. Okay. And so let's look at this. We're going to find ourselves in Luke uh, chapter 10, starting at the first verse. I want to glance over it. again. You're going to read that in detail on your own time. I'm just going to hit it and quit and give you brief uh, points because I don't want to be all day, honey. Okay. But that's Luke 10, one through eight. I'm going to read briefly some, some tidbits from the new living translation, read it from any translation uh, you want to. It says in Luke chapter 10, uh, now the Lord chose, who did he chose? 72 other disciples and what did he do he sent them he sent them okay ahead of them in pairs and towns and places to visit okay to do the work of the lord and he gave them watch this instructions he gave them what samaria instructions okay so the harvest is great but the workers are few so pray to the lord who is in charge of the harvest we just ask them to send more workers into the field that's verse two verse three says now go remember i'm sending you as lambs among wolves that's another point 
Then in verse four, it says, don't take any money with you or traveler's bag or extra pair of shoes. Don't greet anyone on the way. That means stay focused, okay? That's that's verse number five. Four, excuse me, verse number five, he says, whenever you go into someone's house, say, may God bless you. Uh, may the peace of God be with you. Uh, he says, uh, verse six, um, if they live peaceably, the blessing will stand. If they don't, it won't. Okay, so again, I'm, saying, I'm just hitting it real quick, real quick. Verse seven, he says, don't move around from house to house, stay in one place. Don't hesitate to accept hospitality. Okay, still preparing them. So uh, verse 80 says, if you enter a town and it welcomes you, uh, eat whatever's there. He said, heal the sick, basically do the work of the kingdom. Okay. And then he goes down to uh, verse 10. He says, if a town refuses to welcome you, go out into the streets, wipe the, wipe the dust off your feet to show that you have been, they have been abandoned to their own fate. Now I know that I went through that real quickly. Like I said, on your own time, you read Luke uh, 10, one through eight. What the, what, what am I getting at? What's the point? What is, what is the point scenario? Uh, the point is this, uh, again, principle before God sends you, he prepares you. Okay. So God prepares this in different aspects. He prepares one who will go with us. Okay. He selected who will go with you. When it comes to divine connections, God will connect you with specific people. He also gave them warnings and pitfalls. He said, listen, you're going out as lamb amongst wolves. Okay. Uh, and he says, listen, you know, um, so anyway, he tells them that. And then he tells them what to do and say when he gets there. He also teaches them how to respond when you get, if, or when you get rejected. What is my point? We are dealing with a God even when God sends you off with his message in your business, in your ministry, in your relationships, and whatever you do, we are dealing with a God who prepares you. And who the, he prepares you, the role that you should take, the person that you should connect with, uh, how you should respond, uh, uh, respond is the wisdom of God. But also these things are predetermined by God. It teaches us that even when I'm being sent, I have to have my ear to him and I have to follow instructions and I have to go off, go, go on in the instructions that the father gave me. We still talk about don't shoot the messenger. Y'all, 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 we, we still talk about don't shoot the messenger now. Just give me one minute. I'm going to get to my point. All right. But we said we were talking about distractions here. Okay. Distractions. Like I'm being distracted right now. Hold on. I'm trying to get to my next text here. Give me I'm going to read another scripture here. There we go. Okay. So we talk about distractions. So a distraction, we talk about 10 distractions is anything that will allow you that if we, if we allow, it'll take us off course. It'll take us off course. And remember, if we're going to be sent by God, if we're going to be successful in that thing, we must stay focused and not allow distractions to take us off course. All right. So let's find ourselves in Jeremiah 1, chapter 11. God speaks to Jeremiah and says, Before I formed you in the mother's womb, I set you apart and I ordained you a prophet to the nations. Jeremiah says, I cannot speak. I'm too young. God says, Don't say I'm too young. You will go. You must go wherever I set. I, you must go wherever. Listen to that word again. I send you and say whatever I tell you. And then he says, Don't be afraid of the people, for I will be with you to protect you. I, the Lord, have spoken. Then verse nine of Jeremiah chapter one, he says, he, and the Lord touched my mouth and says, see, I have put my words in your mouth. Okay. And it says, today I'll appoint you to stand up against nations and kingdoms to uproot and to tear down. So what is my point? 
Jeremiah is having this dialogue with God because of fear. And God had to correct his fear so he could be successful in where he was being sent and to accomplish the will of God. So the one first distraction, these are in no particular order that you want to be aware of is the spirit of fear. Now, intimidation, scare tactics, uh, uh, things that the enemy comes, our own insecurities, uh, things that the enemy uses to come against us, such as lies, rumors, and accusations, all are rooted in fear. And what fear wants to do, sometimes fear, fear wants to, is it wants to distract us and take us off purpose. So before God is going to send you forth or bring that thing or, or birth you out into a new thing, he's going to deal with the issue of fear in your life. That's point number one. So fear is a distraction. Watch this. Point number two, what's another distraction that you have to use discernment for? Because God is going to connect with great people who have great vision, who can walk this walk with us. Nothing, absolutely nothing wrong with that. But the number two distraction, you know, this is no particular order, is that people that you are allowed, you allow in your space that are not God's will. Just because someone speaks the language of the kingdom does not mean they are kingdom citizens. And the enemy, like, as I said, I told you about Pastor Marilyn told us, if the enemy wants to distract your life, he will send you a person. And so we have to be clear about alliances and who we form allegiances with. The vow is very clear about how we are to uh, how we are to conduct ourselves. But remember, you have to use the servant God. Is this person that's coming into my life? Is it sent by you, or are they sent by the enemy? You know, I've had people that come into my life and just in prayer time, God said, "No, Samaria, this is not a connection. I'm sending you. Don't don't go there." But then there are other people that God has sent into my life. Then I have some else that God sent into my life, and God says he didn't. She, he didn't tell me not to deal with the person. But he says, "Samaria, make sure you have really really clear boundaries with the person." Okay, because it's gonna be stressful trying to deal with them. So you have to have your ear to what God is saying so that you won't find yourself being distracted or manipulated by wrong allegiances or wrong alliances. Everyone that is in your ear is not for you. Everyone that's good to you is not for you. Everyone that is flattering you is not for you. Some people are just using you. You know, I've said before in my teachings, you are the prey, P-R-E-Y, you are being hunted. Now, it does not mean you have this kind of fearful, remember that spirit of fear, critical, and you're looking at everybody, and you squinting your eye, and you, you can't hardly trust nobody, you just tripping, like, I'm not telling you to do that, um, but also, we cannot, we cannot be so naive to think that, uh, that, that everyone who comes into our life is from God, and so you want to be able to appropriately handle people uh, who are not for you, who can distract your purpose. Okay, everyone does not deserve your ear. All right. The other thing is uh, selfish ambition. That's another distraction or wrong motives. So the so motive is not really the vision. The motive is, is how it can benefit me. And remember, I think it was the last teaching. I, not the last teaching. Maybe it was. I did a teaching recently called the, uh, the Spirit of Pride. And I talked about it from the aspect of Genesis chapter 11. We're talking about the, the Tower of Babel. When the people were motivated by selfish ambition, and there is a thing I'm not going to go over that in detail because I've already done a teaching on that. But if you want to know know more about what I'm talking about as it relates to a selfish ambition, just ch uh, check out that teaching that I did called "The Spirit of Pride," and I talked about how um, they were gathered together in community, in communication. 
for wrong motives and they were creating the Tower of Babel. I thought it was pretty good. All right. And so another thing is that wrong placement. That is a distraction. You're out of place with wrong people uh, and uh, with the wrong promise. Um, you don't want to waste time. And, and let me give an example from my own life. Everyone knows I, I, I speak very, uh, I'm from Maryland. I'm from Maryland. And so um, my life um, is very different from what it should have been, believe it or not. I'm from Maryland. All my, most of my family's in Maryland. I have, I've had like one or two uh, family members in North Carolina. I have a couple of family members in Texas that they moved, but most of my entire family is in Maryland. Uh, when God wanted to speak to me concerning my purpose and destiny, he did not speak to me and revealed himself to me while I was in Maryland. He spoke to me when I was 17 years old, so my freshman year, I'd been in college in Greensboro, North Carolina. He began to speak to me concerning my purpose. And that has been a pattern throughout my life. When I went back to Maryland uh, briefly because I didn't graduate from uh, Bennett College and I went to school, I was doing well and academically and working, but I was miserable. When I, my, I could hear God's voice clearer when I moved back to North Carolina and my life has never been the same. So for me, God had to put me in the right place. And so even though I was born in a certain place, I could not excel the way I have ex excelled in life had I still been a Maryland resident. Okay, sometimes you maybe have to pick up a little accent. <laughs> I don't think I have one, but I've heard people say, you got an accent. Uh, I know it's not like I'm from North Carolina because <laughs> I'm not. So you have to be at the right place. If 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 God has not has not planted you someplace, He has not planted you. It doesn't matter how successful that place is. You have to go where God has planted you. I'm reminded of a uh, uh, Dr. Jamal Bryant who did a teaching many years ago. He talked about how he went to Africa and there's certain this certain plant that was in Africa, and he said, "Can I take the seed? Or can I take one of the buds?" And, and and take it to uh at that time he was still pastoring in Baltimore. Can I take it to Baltimore and, and plant it there because it's such a beautiful plant? And and the guy who we was talking to said, No, you can't do that because this plant only grows in this type of soil, and this type of soil is only found in that country in Africa where he was at. The point I make with all that is that uh you will bloom where you are planted. And if you're planted in the wrong place, it doesn't matter how successful that place is, you will only bloom where you are planted. Okay. And so if, if God didn't tell you to move to Texas, he told you to move to Florida. You understand? And you, you, you can, you can decide to do whatever you want, but you're not going to be successful where God has not planted you. You have to be obedient. Wrong people. Again, remember wrong people. Okay. We have to identify who are those key players. And it's not always, remember man looks at the outward appearance. God looks at the heart. And then uh, a specific promise. Now, the promise that God spoke to you, he spoke to you. And so another reason I didn't put this on my list um, is that if God spoke the promise to you, sometimes we get ahead of ourselves and we start telling everybody what God said. Oh, God said this, God said this. And God, and they, and they can discourage your efforts if you allow. That's a strong if now. If you allow because they don't understand it. God didn't give them the promise. They're not meant to understand it. Okay. And so God has given you a specific promise. And sometimes the people around us, he, he didn't, he didn't, when God gives you a promise, he says, I called you for the specific purpose. Watch this. He does not go through a committee. He does not pick the most popular or the one who's most connected. There's some positions in life. You cannot network your way into. You have to be called of God into it. All right. So we have to uh, understand what is God specifically saying to me? And if God told your neighbor something else, that's okay. 
he, he's calling them something differently, but God called you to a specific purpose and you got to do, do what God has called you to do and told you to do. All right. So be clear about your specific prom promise because what people have, have you do going every way, but the right way. Now, one thing I always said this too, when, when it comes to promise and purpose, you know, if someone does not truly understand who they are or their purpose and God, if they're all over the place. One minute you're going to do hair. The next minute you're going to sell uh, 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 cars. Tomorrow you're going to do real estate. Uh, next day after that, you're going to uh, orphans in, in, I don't know, some African, you know, not Africa, some third world country, excuse me. Uh, then then six days from now, you know, and so you're all over the place. And I know people like that. One minute they're doing this, then they're doing this, then doing that thing, they're invested in this business. And they've never had any lasting success because they're all, they're just chasing dreams. They're chasing, you know, anything. God has a specific purpose for you. And sometimes doing all this all over the place, it's a distraction because you don't know your purpose. So seek out that. Another distraction is wrong comparisons. Do not compare yourself to other people. Don't compare yourself to other people because most of the time when you are comparing yourself to other people, if you're a haughty person, which is rooted in a spirit of pride, you look down upon other people. Look at me, darling. Look at you, you little people, you. That's pride. You can't do that with that. Or most of the time when people have issues with insecurity, which that's another form, is they put someone else up at the pedestal and, and them down, right? And so they say, why does this person that's successful in this area instead of me? You know, I always, uh, I, I, was, I was thinking about this. I was I listened to a message and this person was saying, well, and then I goes, don't want to say that. It is not true. Let me just deal with the, the I don't, I won't deal with the context. It is not true. It is not true that women compete with each other. It is not true. It is not true that women don't like each other. In my 16 plus years of experience, I think it's close to 18 at this point, but I've lost count, so I don't even really care. I've, I've worked in generally more with women than men. I work a lot with men too, but in general, women tend to seek out counselors more. Men tend to wait till they're more in crisis mode, okay? And so in working in the field and working in hospitals and working in crisis centers and working in uh, community clinics and then starting my own private practice, I've never had a huge issue with women. As a matter of fact, I had women seek me out because that's, I'm, I'm graced for that. And so when I hear people say things like women can't get along, no, women are empowered by each other. We're motivated by each other. That's my sister in Christ. It is an insecure person that thinks that women, are, that you walk into a room and everyone and all the women don't like you. You have in a room full of 100 people, you may have 20 women that look size you looking you up and down like you're small. But that's that's insecure women. But it's not you by and large that bad women in general compete each other and they compare each other and they, and they don't like each other. No. If we got Christ on the inside of us, that's a certain type of woman. That's a certain type of behavior. If you are nasty and you a diva and you coming in like you, you know, you the baddest thing, baddest thing walking and you coming out, coming out like me versus them, yeah, you get, you, 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 you know what I'm saying? You, you get, you know, you just get it. <laughs> you know where I'm going with this. And so I say all that to say, um, these, if you, if you let these negative narratives or these negative, uh, stereotypes in your ear, then you are starting to compare yourself to look at her versus me. Look at her to me versus my degree. Look at her, how successful she is versus me. Or you'll allow this negative, uh, stigma that is not even true to define how you view yourself and now you're comparing each other you know or you just it's just weird just don't do it just in general you hear stuff that just don't make sense just don't, don't even just don't even allow it in your, in your heart i'm like really i i have never 
Only time this I do this I talk about stuff. Only time like I said this, but only time I've ever had an issue with women. It hasn't been up to totality. It was always a certain type of woman who walked under a certain type of mindset or mentality, and that always was a woman who had a Jezebel type of spirit, very controlling, very manipulative. And you're a whole woman, and you don't put up, you don't play no games all the time. You may have issues with those type of women, but by, again, by and large, that has not been the totality of my career. And I work majority with women. I have women seek me out for mentorship. I've had women to seek me out for counseling. They say, I need a black woman. Uh, I have women, uh, uh, Christian women. Uh, we, we generally tend to support one another when you're whole. Now, when you're broken, you see other people as your competition. Not over here, though. Not me. Okay. Uh, another type of uh, uh, distraction is being out of the timing of God, being out of the timing of God. Uh, sometimes you want things long before you're ready. And I talk about this uh, uh, in that, that teaching I did, it was called um, Ishmael. Ishmael is not the promise. And what happens is we either want to go ahead of God or we get tired of waiting on this timing or we try to manipulate the timing of God. So when you're seeking God, remember, always seek God. There are two things you have to understand. God will either tell you yes, either either tell you no, <laughs> or not right now. You know, but we cannot manipulate the hand of God to be what we want we to be. And, and say God has to do it right now. And if God don't do it right now, you know, it gets hard. You're like, Lord, now wait a minute. Lord, you know, yeah, sing that song, pass me, pass me not, oh gentle Savior. <laughs> Hear my humble cry. You know, you sit there like, wait a minute, Lord, have you passed me by? What is the problem? <laughs> you know, but sometimes the timing of God is the timing of God, you know, and, and we don't always have to agree with it. But remember, God is up to something. And uh, and God told, like God told me this morning, I ain't going to, you know, I can say he's he still correct me now. I ain't got it all together. He says, Samaria, I know exactly what I'm doing. <laughs> I know what I'm doing. So I'm like, okay. But Lord, why? why? He said, I know what I'm doing. <laughs> So I had to, I had to practice what I preach here. Another form of distraction is false prophets, false prophets. And remember, this is very repeating because I be, I be saying some good stuff. I be thinking it's so good. I'm gonna have to go ahead and repeat that. <laughs> um, let me find myself. Let me find the scripture first. I'll give you one minute here. Okay, so we're gonna go to Jeremiah 23. We're gonna find ourselves at the 16th verse, and that is false prophets. Uh, false prophets who come with false dreams, visions pretending to have heard from god oh let us let us pray hasha ba 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 <laughs> false prophets who give you false dreams and visions pretending to have heard from god now what i have said before it bears repeating remember someone who offers in a false prophet uh mentality with a false authority with a false anointing they always initially try to connect themselves with true prophets who have a genuine anointing because it solidifies their it, it for the false prophet connection on that way uh, tends to in their mind solidify their ministry. So if I can get the name whoever's name and greatest person on the block, if I can just get them to check box or affiliate myself or take selfies with or connect with or be friends with the real prophet then it now solidifies me and it doesn't okay so let's talk about this jeremiah 23 and for me it's the whole chapter is good i highlighted it and everything put it on my little instagram 
Okay, uh, so Jeremiah 23, we're going to start at the 16th verse, and it reads, this is what the Lord of heavenly says to his people. Do not listen to these false prophets when they prophesy, filling you with futile hopes. They are making everything up, they say. They do not speak for the Lord. They keep saying to those who despise my word. Mm -hmm. Verse 17, we want to, let me, that was verse 17. That was 16, that was 17. Let me say it again. They keep saying to those who despise my word, don't worry, the Lord says you will have peace. And to those who stubbornly follow their own desires, they say no harm will come your way. Verse 18, have any of these prophets been in the Lord's presence to hear what he is really saying? Has even one of them even cared enough to listen? Watch this. Verse 20. Look, the Lord anger burst out of the storm and whirlwind that swirls down on the heads of the wicked. Uh, verse 21. We'll skip down to verse 21. I have not sent these prophets, yet they claim, yet they run around claiming to speak for me. Mm-hmm. Verse, uh, uh, I have given them no message, yet they go prophesying. Verse 22, if they had stood before me and listened to me, they would have spoken my words and they would have turned my people from their evil deeds and ways. Verse 23, I am, am I God who, who is only close at hand, says the Lord? No, I am far away at the same time. Verse 25, we're skipping down to verse 25. I have heard these prophets say, listen to the dream I had from God last night. And then they proceed to tell lies in my name. What did they do? They proceed to tell lies in his name. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Verse 26, how long will this go on? If they are prophets, they are prophets of deceit, inventing everything that they say. Verse 27, by telling these false dreams, they are trying to get the people to forget me, just as their ancestors did, by worshiping idols of Baal. Hmm. Verse 28, let these false prophets tell their dreams, but let my true, let my true messengers, remember, don't shoot the messenger, let my true messenger faithfully proclaim my every word. There is a difference between straw and grain. Hmm, interesting. Watch this. Verse 30, therefore, says the Lord, I'm against these prophets who steal messages from each other as they claim they are from me. I'm against these smooth tongued prophets. Verse 31, I'm against these smooth tongued prophets who say this prophecy is from the Lord. Verse 32, I'm against these prophets. Their imaginary dreams are flagrant lies that lead my people to sin. Hmm. So if you prophesy, and it does not lead people to God. Help us, Holy Ghost. Interesting. 
I did not send or appoint them. And they have no message at all for my people. I, the Lord, have spoken. Don't shoot the messenger. What am I saying? It is so important uh, in this hour that you have a relationship with God. You have a relationship with with the word. You can discern uh, true prophets from false prophets. Uh, And you understand everyone is prophesying over you into into your life is not sent by God. I'm not telling you to have this, this genuine distrust of prophetic people. I am saying that everyone calls himself a prophet not being sent of God. And I said before, false prophets will prophesy you into position God has not ordained for your life. They'll prophesy you out of positions. God, I had someone years ago, true story. I was at a speaking engagement. I don't care if the person hears it or not. None of my business. So the man boldly gets up and says, I, he, he begins to prophesy over me. And he declared that the, the, the position that you were in, you're being controlled. And he tried to prophesy to me about my church. It was not, it was it was a lie. Turns out, because my church is amazing. It's a bomb. It's, it's amazing. Turns out, sometime later, that the that the person tried to prophesy over me about my church. So again, I'm, I'm, again, I'm just using this as an example. It's the only example. No shade on a guy. He maybe needs to grow up. That was two years ago. So hopefully, he's grown up past him. Turns out, the individual had a spirit of jealousy and envy. That's number one. Number two, the person had been gossiping already. So I knew when I heard that word because I have a relationship with God that it wasn't false. That was false. So again, people who can prophesy to you off and then take you out of a position that God has ordained for your life or they prophesy you into a position that God has not ordained for your life. I know a young couple this is about 10 years ago. Prophet came to the church. They were dating. They weren't supposed to be dating. You understand? And so, uh, and I won't give you details about that. I'm just telling you the context. He began to prophesy that this relationship was from God. Okay? It wasn't. A couple of them getting married. They didn't even last six months. False prophets will prophesy you into positions God has not ordained for life. They didn't even last six months. Not even six months. What am I saying? Is that it is a distraction. So you have to, your relationship with God, and you have to discern, you have to just discern and ask God to increase your ability to discern again that was 10 that was 10 years ago so y'all don't even know what i'm talking about and i was in a completely different city the last thing or not last few things that lack of discipline lack of discipline uh uh heard a woman god say is you cannot have determination without discipline and you cannot have discipline without determination you have to be consistent. And I've said this before, consistency and persistence, it's easy to be, it's not, in general, discipline is in, in, in consistency. You have to be do the same thing over and over again. 
but it's hard to be a little more consistent when you are in, uh, when you have to be consistent and disciplined in, despite adverse circumstances, right? But th the more adversity you, you experience, the more disciplined you have to be. You can't give up easily. So one little thing, something's going to go your way or someone say something to you off the wall and you're ready to give up, you ain't ready. But you have to be disciplined and you have to determine, I'm going to go all the way. I'm not going to give up regardless of what I experience. Okay? Another form of distraction is habitual sin. Now all sin, all disobedience is sin. God tell you don't do that, don't do it. God said don't go there, don't go there. It's all sin. Uh, but you cannot use the grace of God as a means to just do whatever you want. I'm, I'm actually writing a book. It ain't gonna be out here. It ain't gonna be out no time soon. It ain't gonna be this year. <laughs> so, <laughs> pray about straight to the Lord. It ain't gonna be out this year though. Um, but habitual sin, you know better. Now, when you first start off in, in, as a babe in Christ, understand God, you know, he, he, he gives you a little more grace. But once you start knowing and growing and you know better, you, once you know better, you do better. God will hold us responsible for what we do know. And so you cannot continue to operate and to be successful in habitual sin. You know better, but you keep going. And the grace of God is not a license to sin. That's not about shall we continue in sin that grace may abound into us. All right. Uh, and number 10, <laughs> the theme <laughs> of life, uh, lack of discipleship and discernment uh, could distract you. You know, uh, I, I'm my generation is a little. I, I don't know if I'm Generation X or the Millennials. I'm, I'm like at 40, and when I was going, to, they called us Generation X. But then I've been told that I'm Generation. I'm a Millennial. I I don't think I am. I thought I was Generation. I don't know. Whatever. Whatever. Okay. I don't get involved. No, I don't even care. <laughs> um. But my generation, a, a lot of my colleagues that I, we the generation of. If if you don't give me what I want, if you don't uh, if, if, if if you know if, if you don't give me a position or I will create my own and I'm gonna leave here and I'm gonna create my own stuff and I'm gonna do whatever whatever I want to do and we don't it, it, you have to submit yourself to somebody you have to be discipled and it's very difficult <laughs> to disciple somebody. It's just difficult. So it's, it's difficult. So lack of discipleship. You're just off doing your own thing and you don't you don't submit. And also lack of discernment. We in this generation of opinions and no discernment. It's very baffling to me. It's very baffling. We intellectual and we don't discern. How? 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 Sway how? Um, so don't shoot the messenger. Don't allow yourself to be distracted in this. Uh, last few things is remember, it's the love of God that transforms your heart. And so wherever you find yourself, my duty above all else is to just love God and allow him to transform you. Remind, finally, when you are in the will of God for your life, you are a moving target. A moving target. It simply means they can shoot their shot, but it won't hit you. You will never fail. Okay, you all, I, I said this, and I, you take it how you want. I don't care what you think about me. I'm never going to lose. 
Okay. Even if I look, I may be down. I ain't never going to lose. So whenever you're in the will of God for your life, no man can take you away from what God has ordained for your life. You are a moving target. All right. God bless you. Remember, next time we're going to talk about delivered to destiny. It's going to be another what banger. Okay. I am Dr. Samaria M. Cobert. Check me out at my website, www.drsamariacobert.com. That's my website. If you want to request speaking engagements, you want to know my blog and my social medias and all that, just go there. It's a one-stop shop. Uh, my training website is www.trainingchristianleaders.com. A lot of trainers, trainings there. And if you have any suggestions for trainings that you want based upon my area of expertise, feel free to shoot me an email and I'll be glad to consider it and then and, and kind of work some things out. And then uh, also my uh, my uh, my counseling practice again. I love I love that place. I absolutely love it. It's www.kingdomcreativecounseling.com. We'll be back in the day and the time. We'll be back. Bye.